1: Welcome back to another episode of Butting Heads. I'm C. Barrow. I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, I know the Dodgers are playing tonight, but uh, as of right now, we're not we're not in extra innings yet, so uh, we won't have that to deal with at this point in the podcast, I presume.
2: Nah, no. Nah, uh, and I have to say, um, one of the reasons why I had to watch it last week was it was against the Astros or the Asterix, whatever you want to call them, Uh, or just ass, you know, just, you know, if you want to shorten it, you know, just for shortened purposes. But, yeah, (laughs) the fact that they got the sweep, just such sweet victory.
1: Good for them, man. My uh, sports are back. My Sixers finally picked up – not finally, they played two games, but uh, they picked up a win last night. Shout out, Shake Milton, Sniper Shake, hitting the game winner. Uh, they love to make everything stressful today. Shout out to the the Clippers fans who got beat by the Suns today. Uh, if <laughs> a, if they exist, and b, if they're listening to this pod, uh, that was fun. It, it's it's great, man. I I set up a third monitor on my desk. I've been putting on the two o'clock games while I'm working. It's been so great having sports like in the middle of the day. It's fucking awesome, dude. I love it.
2: Absolutely, I I have it on too when I'm at work, and it's just it's just amazing, especially when you know the Lakers are are aren't doing too bad themselves.
1: Yeah, like I want I wonder too if um, you know if these sports don't open with fans next season, uh, which I mean, if we've learned anything. Through the last couple months Is that nobody really fucking knows anything uh, So I mean if if the sports don't open with fans Football is different because it's once a week So they're not really going to change much But I would imagine uh, They probably like having some games during the day uh, I would hope it stays I mean baseball does occasionally But I would think the main reason to not do day games Is m- nobody m- Most people can't go We're all working uh, So I-, I hope that stays But anyways uh, it's a rams podcast so we're actually gonna start our schedule preview this week first four games of the year I, I'm pretty excited to talk about that but uh, we'll start we'll start off the top with opt-outs and the covid list so a lot a lot of teams um, there's a different IR for covid players i believe or something along those lines is different designation we had two players put on the list terrell lewis rookie and uh michael hot did i get that right
2: i think it's which Hoych, that sounds much more
1: right which uh much more right. i don't know if that's a word uh and then so i mean a that's good and b the, the big thing i would say is the only ram to opt out so far is chandler brewer who is at high risk uh i would hope with him as with any player in the NFL, like, don't give these guys grief for opting out. I don't know what I would do in this situation. It's uh it's clearly complicated, especially with how the NFL is handling everything. Uh so I I don't blame anyone, but the Rams it Sean McVay said he doesn't expect anyone to opt out, although he would support them. Uh and right now it's just Chandler Brewer who I mean uh let's be real, not gonna have a huge impact on the roster situation this season. So I mean to me the big takeaway so far is obviously with you know with the covid list that's going to be a fluid situation all season, but uh, during the regular season, the the teams really that do not have players on that list are going to have a massive advantage over the teams that do. And I would say for the Rams to come out okay in that regard, and that, like I said, it's not really going to matter. But also, not really having any opt-outs. I mean, that's just, I'm glad. I'm happy about it from a fan standpoint. Uh, you know, from a human being standpoint, I obviously wouldn't hold it against anyone for opting out. Uh, even if they didn't really have a reason, they'd just saying like, this seems weird, I'm not going to do it. I got no problem with it, but it feels great to, to have a full roster, pretty much, I'm not going to lie
2: absolutely you know the the fact that there's really only two players and and i I want people to keep in mind here that the being placed on this list doesn't necessarily mean that uh terrell lewis and michael horch have the uh uh coronavirus it means that they could have been exposed to it so that's kind of why they're put on the list so if, if it's not uh if i'm not incorrect in my understanding here I believe Hoich has already been taken off the list. God, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. But <laughs> um, I, I believe he's already been taken off the list because um, it's a ten day it, it, it's a ten day list, and you can t- be taken off as soon as five days if you test negative twice within that five day period. So they've already taken off Hoyt. Um I. Haven't heard anything about Lewis, so we'll see about that. But um, yeah, for for it to be only two players and really just rookies, that that's kind of amazing. I mean, technically Whitworth had it, but uh, apparently he's uh, COVID free, so that's good. Um, and as for Chandler Brewer, you know, I I think this was a very difficult decision for him because obviously he's trying to. Actually, make uh, some playing time this year, but you know you got to respect the guy's decision because, especially him, he's he's very susceptible to you know viruses. So why wouldn't he opt out of the season? So yeah, yeah I'm kind of with you, Steve. I, I don't I don't really think anybody should give any of these players grief for opting out because it, it's a scary thing, especially because. Uh, some of these players are more susceptible than others, so yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on there. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, look, you, the NFL is going to take the precautions for sure, but you're traveling. Uh, the players have to travel. They're not they're not in a bubble. Um, I mean, Brewer I think would have opted out no matter what, and like you said, you can't blame him. But like, you're not in a bubble. Uh, you're traveling. You hope everyone quarantines, but look, you can't trust everyone, man. Uh, I mean, players are, uh, somebody in the league is going to not follow the guidelines, I would imagine, uh, considering they're not keeping them in a confined environment. So, it's more than likely people are going to get this virus during the season, and the big, the hope is it's not much, it's not enough to put teams out of commission, obviously it's not enough to actually hurt anybody, uh, is obviously the main concern, but uh, Make sure it's not enough to—you want to you wanna hope it's not enough to put teams, you know, out for a week, which we've seen in baseball has already happened a couple times. Uh, you just—you you, you got to hope for the best, and, but I wouldn't blame anyone for opting out. Around the league-wise, uh, the Patriots had a shitload of guys opt out, uh, and good players, too. Patrick Chung and Donta Hightower were the big one there. Other than that, nobody's had a ton of opt-outs yet. Uh, there's obviously been some guys: Starla toule Damian Williams, uh, Marcus Gilbert, uh, Alan Hearns dropped out today. Nate Solder dropped out. Uh, so C.J. Mosley was a big one with the Jets. So there's there's definitely guys out there that chose not not to play, and and you can't fault them. Uh, but it's looking good for us. And I mean, let let's be real: the as far as the regular season goes, and especially for a team like the Rams who like, a playoff contender, a firmly playoff contender, I would say, but they need to take care of business in the regular season. They're not going to waltz into the playoffs on talent alone, as we learned pretty harshly last season. To to start out like this is great. Hopefully they could keep that momentum. But, you know, the teams that have the least amount of cases are going to have a huge advantage in the regular season, I would say. And you gotta, for the Rams' sake, I hope everyone really, really takes this seriously, and it doesn't make do any uh, unnecessary travel, hangouts, anything like that. Uh, I just because if if everyone's healthy and we can get a, you know, nobody on that list and as healthy of a team as we can every week, we're gonna be in good shape, and that's that's what teams need to be preparing for more than anyways. And the clip from Hard Knocks, you know, Sean McVay was saying. Coaching can get you as far as they can, but the guys on the field are going to win it for you, and you need to, to take every precaution you can and keep them healthy. And uh, if you didn't see the preview clip from Hard Knocks, definitely check that out. Uh, Sean McVay literally looks like it's wearing like a surgeon's like uh, full mask. It was great, but it, Hard Knocks is going to be awesome. I'm excited.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Steve and I were kind of talking about this before we uh... – Before we came on the podcast. And uh, I think both him and I agree that hard knocks. It's not that interesting unless it's your team. And I have to say, even from like an outsider's perspective, it's kind of interesting this year for many reasons. And, uh, you know, the COVID precautions obviously is one of the interesting reasons because you know obviously this situation is causing the rams and and teams around the league to really you know take a lot of different precautions and different measures that will be noticeably different from the 2016 hard knocks so that's one thing to watch for and obviously another thing to watch for is the whole new stadium the state of the art stadium that's Going to be SoFi Stadium. That's something that's certainly something to look out for, especially since it's not likely that many of us will get the opportunity to watch the game from inside the stadium, at least not in 2020. So, yeah, plenty of things to look out for this year in Hard Knocks, and I'm looking forward to all of them.
1: Yeah, it's going to look so crazy when they open up the season and there's no fans at the game. Maybe minimal, but that <laughs> you got that brand spanking new stadium, man, and it's just empty. That's going to be so fucking crazy. Uh, I wish we were not in this situation. Uh, at the the Rams schedule still has uh, season tickets listed on their website, which seems not accurate uh, as I just pulled up the schedule. But, yeah, man, I'm excited for Hard Knocks. You know, as a Rams fan, I wish it was just the Rams. But from a general standpoint, I feel like having them and the Chargers on hard knocks like they are this year, uh, for anyone but Rams or Chargers fans, I feel like they're going to be more interested in the show. And you know, because I'll be watching it'll it'll be kind of cool to see the two teams and how how they're going to intersect if they do at all, uh, which I imagine they won't because of all the restrictions and such. So that's probably actually a pain in the ass for Hard Knox crew. Cause they, they got to double up.
2: Oh yeah. Without, without a doubt there, I, they're not going to be any, you know, they're not going to be excluded from this. I'm sure they have to go through as many, if not more precautions, uh, than even the players do because they're going to be around the players. But, um, I, I do think that the, the Chargers and the Rams will, you know, interact at some point. You know, I think they'll scrimmage against each other because I know they're scheduled to do so anyway. But I think I get what you were trying to say about, like, them being around each other more. Because um, last season, you know, during training camp, they were around each other a lot. I, I don't think that will be the case this year.
1: Yeah. Are they allowed to... uh are they allowed to scrimmage with the chargers? I, I feel like they're not. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I didn't see the schedule though.
2: So from what I understand, as of this moment, they will actually scrimmage. Um, but I don't know when exactly. And I, I don't know if it's a, for sure thing they could, it could be like the preseason where they're like, yeah, there's a preseason. And then, you know, uh, a couple days later that it's going to be announced that, Oh, well, uh, Due to COVID, probably not.
1: Yeah, I could see them uh, trying to do it like four hard knocks, but that'd be a really unfair advantage if they got to scrimmage. Because I don't think and like, unless you have a team in, in your backyard, so it'd be like them and the Giants. I can't imagine anyone else is going to be allowed to scrimmage because uh, they're they're trying. You know, they canceled preseason basically for that reason, so that they could have as little. You know, travel and interaction as possible, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I hard knocks gonna be fun. So, we'll jumping to the schedule preview. So, we play this season. We play the NFC East and the AFC East, and we play a third place schedule. Uh, now that gives us the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and. The Chicago Bears so Tampa Bay I mean for a third place team us and them like that's that's a pretty tough and the Bears I'm not I'm not really worried about we'll get to them next week we're gonna do the first four games this week but I gotta say man so this week we or this week we're gonna talk about Dallas we play. we open with Dallas then we're at Philly at Buffalo and home against the Giants it's a pretty good year and definitely a benefit for us I would say to not have fans at game because uh, the new stadium's going to be rocking, but I I don't know. I We are we don't have one of the better home field advantages in the league. Now, I, and to the, to the season hook ticket holders and people who are going to the games all the time, our home field advantage has for sure gotten a lot better since we moved to L.A. But there's teams like we play Philly and Buffalo back-to-back on the road. Those games got a whole lot fucking easier without fans. I will just say that right now. Those are two of the, you know, the top crowds in the league. I would say, two of the toughest places to play, uh, without fans. And the fact that we drew them in September, uh, this this schedule, with the circumstances this year, as shitty as they are, and as much as I wish they didn't exist, uh, from an on the field perspective, I think that's going to benefit us.
2: Oh, no doubt about it. you know there is uh, there's truth to um, there's truth to the saying having a strong 12th man on the field is uh, is definitely important to well really any sport, but especially football I feel. and uh, you know there'll be a couple other games that you know we'll be playing against like uh, Seattle comes to mind where you know them having not having fans is definitely going to benefit the rams right um and that well that's hope hoping that uh that carries over because they play them a little later but uh still i i don't think there'll be any fans to be honest or very little fans if there are
1: there there for sure will not be a full stadium in the nfl this year i mean that's i think we could say that with 99.9999% certainty. Now, like you said, we play at Seattle week 16, December 27th. Nobody can really say if there's going to be fans or not. Uh, I would still bet it's unlikely, but that deep in the season, you never know. It could be at a reduced capacity. They could have some fans there. Some fans are going to affect the game more than zero fans. That's just like the equivalent of saying the team that scores more points is going to win the game. Uh, but I mean, like even week five at Washington, like that game, the, the, we should walk all over them from a talent standpoint. But not an easy place to win. Uh, a good good crowd. It's it's far from us, uh, so just not man. That's it's it's definitely going to play into our favor, and I mean probably the Chargers' favor too. Uh, it's and it's going to hurt teams like Buffalo and teams like Philly for sure. In uh, and Seattle and, and even KC, because those are those are raucous crowds, man, and they're they're gonna miss them. They're gonna miss them for sure. Well, week one in front of a capacity crowd of zero at the brand new SoFi Stadium, we're getting the Dallas Cowboys uh, in prime time Sunday Night Football uh, because the Cowboys always had to be on TV. Now, Johnny, we played Dallas late in the season last year, uh, and it was a game where it it literally didn't matter for Dallas whether they won or lost this game, and they completely eviscerated us. It was the I don't care about the Ravens game. This was the most embarrassing performance we had all year. Uh, we showed some. It was seven. The score was forty-four to twenty-one, and it was a lot worse than that. Uh, we were down 7-37 to with seven minutes left in the game, uh, and we put up a couple garbage time touchdowns. And even then, when the backups were in, they still scored a touchdown and put more points on the board. Uh, so this was a really embarrassing game. The Dallas roster is more or less the same, uh, but they did fire Jason Garrett, the clapper, finally. Uh, they bring in Mike Woods. Mike Woodson, wrong sport. Uh, they they bring in Mike McCarthy. Uh, they bring in our boy John Fossil as a special team coach. I was looking at the coaches' app. They have, like, five guys who at one point were NFL head coaches. They have Mike McCarthy, Joe Philbin, Mike Nolan, Jim Tomasula, uh, and John Fossil counts. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to leave with that. This is a this game left a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel great walking into this after watching that performance, man. We got our fucking asses kicked. Uh, it's hard for me to be confident right now.
2: Well, I'll add, I'll add to that a little bit by saying, if you think you're pissed, how do you think the, the Rams players that are returning feel, you know, this was not a, yeah, this was not a game that they were proud of. let, Let me tell you. And, um, It's disappointing for certain, but um, I have to say it's a new season. I think this is going to be one that the Rams are going to want to win because, hey, you're going into um, or, you know, the Cowboys are going into the Rams' new stadium. You know, if the if the Rams want SoFi Stadium to be their house, they got to win this football game. So for me, I'm a little more confident just because I feel like the Rams in general are going to have a chip on their shoulder, and I feel like this is going to be a statement game. So for me, I'm, I'm just going to go, come right out and say it. I feel like the Rams are going to win this football game.
1: I'm going to hold off of my prediction uh, for a minute, but I did want to talk about the hire of Mike McCarthy. He coached in Green Bay for a long time. He won a Super Bowl. Uh, he left pretty unceremoniously. I mean, I mean, what do you think of this hire? I, I think I, I actually thought it was fine. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like an inspiring hire, but I think it was a pretty safe hire. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like he's not that bad of a coach. He went to the playoffs in Green Bay for eight straight years and made the playoffs. Nine out of ten years uh, before his last two seasons obviously went terribly. I think he just overstayed his welcome, that relationship with Aaron Rodgers soured. He played in the NFC Championship four times, Uh, won it once, won the Super Bowl the year he won it. So, I mean, I I think you needed to bring in a guy with a proven track record rather than chase the next Sean McVay with the team Dallas has. The, The roster, it's built to win now. I mean, let's be honest. I wouldn't say they're favorites for the Super Bowl or anything. Uh, but I think they're right there with us in terms of talent. Uh I I, I I thought it was a decent hire.
2: Well, let's put it this way. I think anybody was just about better than <laughs> than Garrett. Let's put it that way. There <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I, I would much rather have anyone just about. And he was he was the safe pick. Let's let's put it that way. Do I think he's going to be the answer to the Cowboys prayers? No, not really. I I think he's going to be a a decent coach, but I don't think he's going to be the coach that, you know, takes them to the promised land. I'm just not that confident in him to be quite frank and we'll see. I think he will change culture a little bit, but I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not that confident in the guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is tough to get excited to a guy whose tenure ended that as poorly as it did, but I mean overall record with the team 125, 77 and two. Worst record besides the last season was six and ten. Only did it once, only had two losing seasons, three if you count theory got fired. Uh which I guess you should. But three and was how many years he coached? Twelve, thirteen years. <laughs> Look, man, three out of thirteen. We we had thirteen straight losing seasons. So, uh, you know, if if we were in Dallas' shoes, the year we hired Jeff Fisher and like we hired Mike McCarthy, actually, that's not the same at all. I take that back. I and never mind. It's not <laughs> not the same at all because their routes just <laughs> built much different uh I had Dak on my list but we we talk about Dak all the fucking time we don't need to talk about him um but so you got the you got the cowboy or you got the Rams winning I'm gonna be honest man I got the Cowboys winning this game my guess is 27 20 that's my early prediction uh I hate to pick the Rams to lose in their opening game in the new stadium but I gotta be honest man this the cowboys fucking it destroyed us last year, and it was like the year where we got our ass kicked by the Vikings and I couldn't have come out and pick the Vikings to win the next game uh or I couldn't pick come out and pick the Rams to win against the Vikings following year, but we did actually win that game uh so I hope I'm wrong, but we we got so embarrassed in this game, most of these players are still there. Uh, not only did Ezekiel Elliott run for 117 yards against us, Tony Pollard ran for 131 yards, and we lost our best tackler. So, uh, a. Sean Robinson is going to add some stuff there in the running game. I'm really confident about that. They lost Travis Frederick. Their offensive line is a little bit worse. They're probably going to throw more, but I in good, in good faith, man, I can't pick the Rams from this one. I, I got to take the Cowboys. Even though I think we are on the same level as a team. <laughs> oh,
2: man. Um, I, I'm I'm going to stick to my guns here. I, I'm still predicting a, a victory, um, although you do make a compelling argument, especially considering how they just got their asses handed to them last year. But, but like I said, I, I feel like this is going to be the chip on their shoulder heading into the season. I feel like this is going to be – their their fuel to the fire here and i don't know man i i really think that that the rams are are you know somewhat of an improved team um in in some areas maybe a little worse in other areas but i i still have a feeling that the rams are gonna come away with the victory here and it won't be just like It won't be like a, you know, okay they got the win, but like a statement game. I don't know if I would say that they would beat them as badly as the Cowboys beat the Rams last year. But I'm going to go ahead and say that it'll be like a 37-24 victory.
1: That's a dream. That's a dream. Uh, I hope you're right. Quick hit. Do you quick answer? Yes or no? Cowboys make the playoffs this year?
2: Yeah, I, I think the the Cowboys will make the playoffs. Um, I, I don't see why they wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, it's I think the NFC is going to be pretty deep this year, uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. But today, I would pick them to make the playoffs. Um, and <laughs> guys, I hate that I came out negative. I promise, uh, I'm going to be more positive in the other games. So don't don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> um, Week two, we are traveling across the country we're going to Philadelphia we're taking on the Eagles we didn't play the Eagles last year right no right I don't no because we're playing so. we're playing the division uh and we played the Cowboys the last time we played the Eagles was 2018 and I think we won I'm gonna look it up while we're talking but uh the eagles won the division last year. After the week after the Cowboys embarrassed us in a game that was meaningless for them uh oh no, we we lost to the the Eagles in 2018. Of course we did. <laughs> um a- after yeah, after the Cowboys embarrassed us, they they got pretty embarrassed by the Eagles and lost the division and the Eagles won made the playoffs unfortunately Carson Wentz got injured pretty quickly in that game and uh <laughs> Josh McCown didn't get it done although it was a valiant effort uh they're they're pretty similar to last year um they added Jason Hargrave defensive tackle from the Steelers to a pretty big deal uh they signed a Calvary Coleman from us uh a guy who I wish was still on the Rams, but he's not uh they drafted Jalen Razor in the first round. Uh, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. You know, because when you have a young franchise quarterback, you obviously want to spend a second-round pick to back him up, uh, although they're probably going to try and use Jalen Hurts in, like, the, the Taysom Hill model uh, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they let go of Malcolm Jenkins, so that was that was one of their bigger losses, uh, probably their biggest loss. Darren Sproles finally retired um but I, I guess i mean how, how do you feel about the eagles this year you know i i i wouldn't say they're bad but i think you know i don't i think they're worse than the cowboys for sure uh i i think they'll be in the mix for the playoffs but i mean out of us the cowboys and the rams i think they're the third worst team not that like that group means anything but uh, i don't know i think they're they're a team that's going to be competitive every, every week, and we're going to have a competitive game with them. You know, the guys they have are pretty good. Uh, we're not talking about a team of slouches here, but, you know, they don't scream like it. Like, the only reason I could see them going on a deep playoff run if it happens is because of continuity and coaching uh, and experience. But, you know, on paper, a team like us, a team like Dallas, they should be able to beat these guys.
2: Yeah, um, so as far as... <laughs> the eagles are concerned. I uh, you know this is not a team that you want to sleep on. This isn't a this could easily be a team that could, could beat any team really if if they don't take them seriously. That being said, I'm pretty confident that the rams could, you know, beat this team. You know, as long as they don't overlook them, I feel like the rams will actually come out of here with the victory. But the way I'm kind of looking at it is because of the Rams' past struggles with the Eagles, I don't think it's going to be an easy win. In fact, I feel like it's going to come down to the wire kind of thing. Like I'm thinking like a you know, 24-21 victory. Um, so it's going to be a pretty scary game throughout, but one that you'll want to see for sure.
1: Yeah, I went. Uh, I went twenty four seventeen. US. See, see, I think we're gonna win this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't beaten the Eagles in. Give me a second. We haven't beaten the Eagles since two thousand four. Wow. Yeah, uh, not that we play them that often. We've only played them six times since then but yeah that's a long fucking time so I really hope we pull this one off but you're right we we have struggled against this team in the past uh if we and we played them when we were good we played them in 2017 we had a good team uh obviously they had a better team we injured Carson Wentz we set the Nick Foles thing in motion uh they beat us the next year too when they had Carson so or did Carson play that game or was he already out
2: I think if I remember correctly, he was in for for. Nah, the- Nick, Foles,
1: Nick Foles. started that game. Uh, he played most uh-huh. of the game, the year that we we injured him.
2: Uh, ah, okay, okay. yeah. yeah that
1: was but then he was out for a lot of the next season. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sleep on them. They're a really good team, or, I don't know if I say really good. They're definitely a good team that I wouldn't be surprised to see in the playoffs. But like Dallas, you know. Wouldn't be shocked if they make it. I'm not going to pick them to make it today. Uh, I do love Carson Wentz, so I want that to be public knowledge. I think that he's a very good quarterback, and I don't know why people sleep on him. Uh, out of the three quarterbacks of the Rams, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, I will say he's the best one. But I, I, you're going to get the, everyone's going to throw the injury argument at that. But I think, I think all three are, are really good quarterbacks. I'd be happy to have all three and it's crazy because I feel like nobody has that opinion on earth but me like everyone's got to complain about one of these guys Uh, you know it's usually Dak or usually Goff uh, from Rams fans Uh, a lot of of Wentz too I've seen but I'd be happy
2: with any of the three they're all good (laughs) as far as Wentz goes the funny thing is Uh, Steve and I kind of bring this up a lot. I was a, uh, I was a Wentz guy and, uh, Steve was a golf guy, you know, when they got drafted. And it's funny how that kind of reversed a little bit. Steve became the Wentz supporter and I became the golf supporter. Um, not that there's anything wrong with either of these guys, like Steve said, this is a, you know, all three quarterbacks that were mentioned are really good quarterbacks I still think I, I like Goff a little more in terms of upside. But like to tell you the truth, would I be upset like if for whatever reason the Eagles and the Rams decided to trade Goff for Wentz? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think he's talented. It's just um, I, I do think the injury thing is a part of the factor because, geez, the guy can't catch a break when it comes to injuries. And, and that includes you know the big moments as well so (laughs) I I do think that's something you have to keep into consideration if you were to theoretically discuss who would you rather have
1: and I I think one thing about Winston like I don't know how like I kind of hate saying he has like that it factor or like that thing that you want out of your quarterback like like, it's like, I, I'm trying to explain it, like, if when Goff and Dak are, are, like, balling out, you're like, damn, those guys are playing great, but when, like, Carson is balling out, like, if, if feel like, when, when Dak or Goff are out there just slinging it and winning you games with their arms, at, at this point in their careers, um, you're, you're a little surprised, I would say, not, like, shocked, but it's like, oh, awesome, like, you don't know, you're not certain that's going to happen every week. But, like, when when Wentz is, is doing it, you're like, okay, this is what he does. Like, he's going to come out, he's ball, and, like, that's that's what he does. Uh, and Goff, Goff, I'm not saying Goff has never done that. He did it a shitload in 2018. Uh, but I would say it's more surprising when with him or Dak doing something like that. Whereas with Wentz, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like you kind of expect it to happen. That also might be a dumb. He's Steve. I don't know if that was gibberish.
2: No, I'm just, I'm just thinking. It factor. Are you milk hypering on me. Are you gonna? <laughs> the next thing you're gonna tell me is he's a stereotypical quarterback.
1: I. It's a stupid thing to say. I tried to preface that. It's like not a real thing. <laughs> uh, let's move. Let's move on to a quarterback who doesn't have that at all. Uh, although I like him, and that is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, uh, they they're coming off a ten and six playoff season. They bring in Stephon Diggs. Uh, they keep a lot a lot of their guys. They have a lot of really good players. A uh, Tredarius White it comes to mind. It's the biggest one. Uh, you know they got Micah Hyde, Joy Porter in that secondary. They signed Josh Norman, which made me laugh when I saw that. Uh, although he's probably washed. Uh, they have a really good defense. They they have a an offense that works. Uh, I don't know if it's good, and I think Diggs, Diggs is really going to make it better with him and John Brown and Cole Beasley and uh, you know even, even Dawson Knox. I mean, those are decent receivers. Uh, you have Devin Singletary. You draft Zach Moss uh, to back him up. That's, that's a formidable running game. And then Josh, Josh Allen is a monster in the running game. Uh, Passing wise It leaves a bit to be desired But he he proved you can win with him Uh, I'm going to say it I think they're pretty clearly The favorites in the AFC East uh, Especially with the guys that have Dropped out for the Patriots Uh, I mean I don't know if I would bet on them Just because the Patriots exist Uh, And I actually did bet On the Patriots with a Jets fan I know Because he acted Like Tom Brady personally ruined His life for the last 20 years so uh, I, uh, the, because I deal with Jet fans on a daily basis, and Dolphins fans, I know a lot of Dolphins fans, I kind of hope that the Patriots continue to be successful for the next 20 years uh, so they could stop just acting like it was all Tom Brady's fault. Uh, but I would say the Bills are the favorites in the AFC East, and I feel like that's not a weird thing to say, uh, which for the first time in 20 years, it, it's crazy.
2: Dolphins fans exist?
1: I know a few. I have a lot of family members who are Dolphin fans for some reason.
2: That's interesting. Well, <laughs> on that note, um, so, yeah, you, you bring up a lot of great points, and um, I'm actually going to bring up a point that past Steve made in that Steve made a comment last year about the Buffalo Bills being – one of the most overrated teams in the league. Do you remember that Steve?
1: <laughs> Wasn't that early when they were like winning a lot of games? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> let me let me backtrack this. I think they're a good team. Uh do I think they have any chance of playing in the Super Bowl even if they make the playoffs? They have as good a chance as any team that's in the playoffs and that's it. Like no, I do not I do not think they're going to win more than one playoff game if that. I would bet on zero. Uh, but they, there's there's a lot to like. Uh, I, there's not a lot to love, maybe.
2: So, uh, joking aside there, um, what I will agree with Steve is I think the addition of Stefan Diggs is um, one of the most impressive additions or one of the most impressive tracks actions of the offseason. I think Um, you know, he, this was a good move on their part. Wasn't the best because the Cardinals did that, but, um, it was one of them. As far as the bills are concerned, though, I'm, I'm kind of going against Steve on this in terms of Josh Allen. I, I don't buy the Allen hype. I really don't, (laughs) I, I'm not going to sit here and say he he doesn't have talent because he's a talented guy, but. Let's bring up the other three quarterbacks that we brought up earlier. He's Goff. worse
1: than all three. I I agree. Yeah. <laughs> just let me yes. let me make that exactly. statement. Yeah.
2: I I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not big on Josh Allen, and I think he's going to be the reason why the Buffalo Bills lose this game against uh, the the Rams. You know, and it doesn't hurt that you have quite possibly one of the most terrifying defensive lines in in the league uh, coming there. So, yeah, I got to say I'm really I I really think it's not a team to sleep on. I I don't think it's going to be, you know, a cakewalk or anything, but I certainly think that it's a winnable game, especially because I feel like the Rams defense is going to get to Josh Allen and then you're going to, and then you're gonna go, come walking in with, you know, a pretty talented set secondary as well. So overall, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say the Rams win this game, twenty-seven uh, seventeen.
1: I had twenty to sixteen uh, Rams, and I feel like I'm gonna change that to twenty-three to sixteen. Uh, I feel like it will be a little less close than that. But, I, yeah, you, you can't sleep on them, and you can't sleep on the Eagles. Uh, but I do think we're a better team than both. Uh, although, I, I, I mean, honestly, I think if you tier ranked every team on in the NFL, all four teams we've just talked about would be in the same tier, I, I would say. Uh, I don't know if that's a crazy thing to say. Uh, and, I, honestly, I think we might have the highest ceiling out of all four. Maybe, Maybe Dallas is a little higher. Um, but yeah, I I think I think it's close and I wouldn't look I wanna be floored if we start out own three. I wouldn't be floored if we start out three and zero with the schedule. I but I think we do take care of business in Buffalo. Now, if this game was in November and there were fans there, I don't I think I would take Buffalo pretty easily. But like I said, we're benefiting a lot from uh we're benefiting a lot from not having fans, man. I I especially in these two games here. Uh, One thing I was thinking about, and because a lot of people listening are West Coasters, uh, we play Philly, and then we play Buffalo. I, you know, both are away games. You would, I was thinking maybe they stay on the East Coast instead of flying back, but Buffalo is so, like, because it's in New York, you think it's so close to everything like I you always forget that it's basically in fucking Toronto uh and it is six hours from Philadelphia so I don't know if the Rams would stay on the east coast but like they're pretty far away so I feel like they're just gonna go home uh I just felt the need to lay that out there because like I live in New York and I'm like six it's six six seven hours away it's not close to anything
2: I love Buffalo, by the way. I, I uh, went on a business trip a couple of years ago, and uh, it's actually a really awesome city.
1: Yeah. I've I never been. I want to get out there at some point. But maybe I would have went out there this year for this game, but it's not happening. And it's also far uh, from where I live, even though I live in the same state. Uh, which I guess you guys know from, like, people probably say the same shit about, it. like, oh, San Francisco's not that far. Was it like an eight-hour drive at least?
2: Yeah, it's it, that's not close for sure. Yeah. and yes, like you mentioned, it's in the same state.
1: <laughs> yeah, California should be like five states. I I, I don't understand it. Uh, <laughs> the last team of the week is easily the least exciting team out of the four here. The New Jersey Giants. Uh, they they signed a special teams coach as their head coach from the Patriots, Joe Judge. Uh, that was. Very random, but I mean we'll we'll see. He he coached with Bill Belichick for a long time. You're probably just hoping he got the Belichick rub uh from there. That's really I mean like really the only the only experience he has as a head coach. So he either must have just completely blew them away in the interview or he just lucked out and the Giants are idiots. And both are possible. Both are very possible. Uh, Dave Gettleman doesn't have the best track record as a general manager. Uh, they brought in Blake Martinez and uh, James Bradbury, two, two good players who are going to help out their defense. Uh, first season without Eli Manning. They have the fourth pick. They draft Andrew Thomas, an offensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, they they invested a lot in the offensive line in this draft, third-round pick, fifth-round pick. Uh, so they're trying to protect their stars. Uh they have I mean I what do you what do you think of Danny Dimes? I feel like he's getting a lot of buzzes here, Daniel Jones.
2: I didn't really see anything last year that would make me nervous about him competing against the Rams this year. I just he took over Eli, who was, you know, already older, way past his prime. <laughs> There's really nothing spectacular about his game if I'm going by last year. I ha yeah. I and then on top of that, the receiving core is not that exciting either. So that doesn't help him any either. Yeah, I'm I'm really not that nervous about Daniel Jones. Steve, am I being too harsh?
1: <laughs> um not really. I, I think he's going to be a pretty good player uh, in the long run, but I mean, like today, I'm I'm not really concerned about him. He he threw 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions last year, which uh, is is great, but it's kind of bloated by a him torching the Redskins in Week 16 for five touchdowns and zero interceptions, just absolutely uh eviscerating them and uh I mean he had two other games where he threw for four touchdowns zero interceptions. Now to give him some credit Alright I had a little microphone trouble but the podcast is almost over so I'm just switching the computer. Uh anyway, so Daniel Jones's credit like he had three games where he threw for four touchdowns at least and zero interceptions. Um, and they were on the road. Now they were against Detroit, the Jets, and the Washington. So I mean, it's not like he was out there, like uh, kick kicking Buffalo's ass or a better secondary. But to his credit, like yeah, that happened. You can't take him away with him. He also had uh, two games where he threw for a touchdown and three interceptions and played bad. Uh, he he played bad a couple times, but I I think he's gonna be be a decent player and a you know long term, but i i don't really expect a massive second year leap and like you said that receiving core is weak uh darius slayton is had a pretty decent year and i mean we'll see if there's something there uh golden tate sterling shepherd they're fine uh although i love evan ingram actually and he does have saquon barkley too so it's not like he's surrounded by nobodies uh the tools are there they're they're there in a way, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have that receiver where he could just throw the ball up and hope for the best. Uh, But Evan Ingram is good. Saquon Barkley is probably at least a top two running back in the league. Uh, He's obviously a monster, but yeah, I'm not scared this year. I'm definitely not scared this year.
2: Yeah, there's no question that uh, you know, he has some talent around him, as you mentioned, Saquon. Uh Ingram is a passable tight end for sure. Um, I would definitely not say anyone in the wide receiver core is that threatening. I mean, Tate has a good game every now and then, Sterling Shepard is eh. But all that being said. Um and, and on top of that, you know, their offensive line was a huge problem last season. They did address it, as you mentioned, in the draft a little bit, but I don't imagine it's gonna be a huge improvement, at least not right away. So all that considered, I'd be extremely disappointed if the Rams don't come away with a victory in this game. Uh I'm just being real.
1: Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with a forty-one to seventeen victory for the Rams. I, I got you. Got to throw your blowouts in there. Uh, we should crush this team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, although you never know, man. Maybe Joe Judge is the second coming, and he's gonna be a great coach. But I, I would bank on the side of Gettleman just being dumb with that hire. You know, there's been worse hires, but that that one was fucking bizarre. Uh, like the the most left field hire you can make and it's not like you know it's not like Sean McVay like or even even fucking Cliff Kingsbury it's not like he's got this offensive playbook that like he's bringing to the team you know he is a special teams coach so he's not really bringing anything uh, it's a it was a pretty it was a pretty confusing hire
2: I don't know. I mean, Kingsbury's up there, but
1: <laughs> I get <laughs> well, at least what you were trying like, to say. Like, we hate, yeah, we hated the Kingsbury hire. I still am not sold on it. We'll see. But, like, the like you get that he's bringing something that you theoretically think will help your team from a very specific standpoint. From With Joe Judge, you know, you must just think that he's going to be, like, a great players guy, but he's going to have to be putting a lot, of faith into his coordinators uh, you know I feel like most coaches uh, it's it's not often that a special teams coach climbs through the ranks
2: no not not often at all but yeah I, I'm gonna just say a victory for the Giants I mean for the Rams whoa whoa I have there uh, yeah victory sound, for the Rams sound the buzzers Johnny's picking the Giants <laughs> Oh god no. Uh I mean I suppose I if I was in Vegas and the odds were like a million to 1, uh you know, why not pick the Giants? What do I have to lose? But um maybe the 20 bucks I bet. But <laughs> I'm going to go with the <laughs> I'm going to go with the Rams here and I'll say 38 to 17.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you so you got the Rams for 4 to start the season, uh, I got them 3-1, and one. <laughs> it's, man, looking at the schedule, uh, it's funny, because, like, I, I, I don't think either of us are, like, you know, I think we're both confident in the Rams this year, but, like, not nearly as confident as we were either the last two years, uh, I would say, no, I can't speak for you, but, like, I think you're going to have the Rams starting out at least 7-1. and one, And I'm going to have the Rams starting out at least 6-2. and two. Uh, Because the next four games are Washington, San Francisco, Chicago, and Miami. And then the bye. I don't want to take away from uh, that podcast. But, you know, it, it, I, I think there's a very good chance we start the season like 6-2 and two based on this. Um, and I mean, I would be, if we started anything worse than five and three, then I think there's a problem. But even though we play some good teams, uh, the schedule is favorable. The schedule is definitely favorable.
2: Well, it's, it's, uh, to start with, yes, the, the schedule is, is very favorable, but it's, uh, if you look closer towards the end of the season, it it gets really tough. So I think, that's what you and I are kind of bracing for yeah. because, yeah, there there are some really tough teams as the season goes along.
1: Well, the so like the, the big ifs are, you know, what's Tampa Bay going to be and what's Arizona going to be and what's New England going to be because uh, after the bye, it's Seattle, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, New England, the Jets, which I think we know what they're going to be, uh, the Seahawks <laughs> and the Cardinals. So, I mean, the Cardinals being legit, which is definitely possible, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, if they're really good, that's going to really hurt our schedule and the backup. If the Patriots are good, that's going to hurt our schedule. And, uh, you know, I don't think the bucks are going to be bad, but I'm also not ready to sit here and anoint them as like a, a true Super Bowl contender. Like some people are, uh, and that's not gonna be an easy game either way, but, um, you know, all things considered this, this is a, like the team, the divisions, the fact that we struck, the AFC East and the NFC East in the same fucking season. Uh, like it's like the stars aligned for us and on top of it, no fans. When we travel to Buffalo, to Philadelphia, uh, even Washington, uh, that's huge for us. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm excited talking about it and I hope, uh, we don't go back to our old ways and disappoint, but I'm, I'm, I was cautiously optimistic going into the season, and after this podcast, I feel way more optimistic.
2: Well, um, <laughs> I, I'm curious uh, what what uh, Derek is going to end up saying about uh, his records. <laughs> yes. I, I'm really, really curious. Now, you know, Derek,
1: Down- <laughs> Derek Downer. But I, I will say, like we mentioned, those first three games are not easy games. Uh, They're teams that I think are on our level, as I mentioned, and if, you know, I think after week three, we will have a good idea of what this team is going to be, assuming guys are healthy, uh, because those are good teams, and they're very beatable teams. Uh, You know, if we open with, let's say, San Francisco, Seattle, and Tampa Bay, or if we open with the Giants, Washington, and the Jets. Uh, it would misconstrue things. But this is a good test because they're three legit teams. They're three good teams. They're not three great teams. They're three very beatable teams. Uh, this We should have a really good idea of who this team is after week three. Uh, and things could get better. Things could get worse. But I think by week, the end of week three, we will know if this team has Super Bowl aspirations or not. All right. You got any parting thoughts?
2: Let's see, parting thoughts. Um Let's go Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, you let's don't, go Lakers.
1: You know, I have to have parting thoughts. Uh
2: Lakers yeah, rap.
1: Hey.
2: <laughs> what were you to say? I was just like saying, uh, hey, the Dodgers, Lakers, you know, that they're they're the ones that our listeners are gonna really, really love. And if you're not a Dodger and Laker fan, you're just confused, and it's okay. It's okay. Go, go
1: Sixers. Go Mets. Uh,
2: the, oh, oh, wow. I don't oh, know if you did. No. The NBA
1: has been. Uh, these games have been fucking fire. They've all been like. I feel like I've watched like eight. I've I just like caught the end of a bunch of games, and I, I've watched a couple of whole games. But like, I feel like almost every game is just coming down to the wire. Like it's crazy. I feel like the neutral. The neutral field is balancing a lot of things
2: out. For sure. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, the the Suns got a victory over the Clippers. Yeah, dude. And what universe does that happen normally? That was a real
1: victory too. Like that was a hard fought win. Uh, and like, I I think uh, I don't know how it's been in baseball. In baseball in every aspect is probably a better gauge of like what the nfl is going to look like but uh, you know neutral core it's talent talent's going to win out and traveling will play an effect in football for sure and it's not playing an effect here but it's it's going to make things a lot more interesting i think and especially like for us at least in those first three weeks it's gonna be a big event it's gonna be a big benefit uh but yeah Watch sports. Follow us on Twitter at Cibero, at johnny 5 Not 6 at TuckRams. My microphone will be turned back on next week, and we'll be back with another pod. We'll talk to you then. I don't really think I'm an idiot most of the time.
0: Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department.
3: There are those who say,
0: Leave well enough alone.
3: If it isn't broken, don't fix it.
0: You don't mess with success.
3: While others have something quite different to say. The new Lexus RX. Now with enhanced dynamic handling and available 12.3-inch touchscreen, it's the best-selling luxury crossover of all time. Reinvented. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.